Welcome to the podcast of Spirit Life Revival Ministries, an apostolic prophetic mission-based ministry headquartered in Accra, Ghana. A church family with a vision to possess and teach the world that all things are possible through the preaching of the word of faith. Join us on this journey of discovery as we delve into the timeless teachings of our faith and share inspiring stories from God's word. This podcast is designed to uplift your spirit and deepen your relationship with God to help you pursue and walk in your divinely assigned purpose. Together, let's embark on the transformative and enlightening experience as we navigate the intersections of faith, life, and the supernatural. And now, today's message. Now, we need to come to the understanding, I've already started preaching. You need to come to the understanding that it is usual and normal to share testimonies. Sharing testimonies is no longer news, amen. But there is a certain dimension and magnitude of testimonies that when it hits you, you don't share the testimony, but the testimony will share you. The testimony will broadcast you. May somebody encounter such realm of testimony in this conference. I mean, by the time David was done bringing down Goliath, he did not need to share his testimony. The testimony started sharing him. News about David went viral without social media. Therefore, I prophesy over somebody tonight. May your news go viral in the nation of Ghana. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now, I want you to follow me closely tonight. Because, you know, after all that have been taught this week. After all that have been declared and revealed concerning the subject of faith. I was really wondering... What more is left to be shared on the subject of faith? And as I kept asking myself those questions, looking for answers, the Spirit of God began dealing with me and taking me through certain dimensions of understanding that need to be in place for the operation and the practice of faith to, number one, to be complete, number two, for it to be effective, And number three, for it to produce results. And tonight, by the grace of God, I'm going to spend a few minutes left to be sharing that with you. Amen. Now, number one, in the practice of faith, the key focus must be on God and what he is able to do. The key focus must be on God and what he is able to do. Now, when you look at the account of blind Bartimaeus, in his bid to grab the attention of Jesus Christ, to get the healing that he was looking for, his focus was not on the people following Jesus Christ. But instead, his focus and concentration was on Jesus and what he is able to do. Now, similarly, when you look at the woman with the issue of blood, when she attempted to grab the last opportunity 
to find lasting solution to her predicament, her focus was not on the embarrassment and the shame that was associated with her name and her person, but her focus was on Jesus and what he has done and what he's able to do. Now, when those four guys brought their brother to the conference ground where Jesus Christ was teaching, to the extent that they did not have access to the building where Jesus was teaching, and they were compelled to uncover the roof of the building, their focus and concentration was not on the people around, nor the protocol or the ethics of the place, but their focus was on Jesus and what he's able to do. In the book of Mark chapter 5, Jairus sought healing for his sick and dying daughter. And his focus was on Jesus, not on his personality or his reputation, but on Jesus and what he's able to do. Because before that time, he had prior information about the things Jesus Christ have done and what Jesus is capable of doing. So before he met Jesus, he had concluded in his mind that that which Jesus has done before, he can repeat it. Now, when you look at all of these scenarios, you see that their faith produced results. So, people of God, I wish to submit to you this evening that the faith that gets results, the faith that gets things done, the faith that obtains the good report like the elders, is actually the faith that is operated with focus on Jesus and what he's able to do. Now, if you lose this focus, you are fighting against the wind. You are fighting against the wind. You are fighting against the wind. So, you truly need to know the one who holds tomorrow. If you know the one who holds tomorrow, you will not be afraid of what tomorrow holds for you. Because you come to the understanding that the one who holds tomorrow holds tomorrow in your favor. The one who holds tomorrow holds tomorrow for your good. He does not hold tomorrow against you. That is why you need to have full confidence in your tomorrow and have full confidence in that person that holds tomorrow. Hallelujah, somebody. You will never doubt your tomorrow again. You will never doubt your tomorrow again. So, the key focus must be on Jesus, on God and what he's able to do. Now, number two, in the practice of faith, the key focus must not be on the ability and the strength of man. The Bible said, by strength shall no man prevail. By strength shall no man prevail. So the skill of man, the ability of man, the strength of man, and the resources of man are not enough to meet all the needs of man. They are not enough to meet all the needs of man. That is why God is always needed in the affairs and in the matters of man. Hallelujah, somebody. Now, if God is needed in the affairs of man, then faith must always be in place. Because whatever God is involved in, faith must be involved in it. Faith must be involved in it. Hallelujah, somebody. Whatever God is involved in, faith must be involved in. 
So, so long as the strength of man has limitations, so long as the ability of man has deficiencies, so long as the skills of man is insufficient in meeting all the needs of man, man would always need God. So long as man will always need God, man will always need faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. But I say that without faith, it is impossible to get God to do for you what he has done for other people without stress or struggle. Is somebody following me tonight? Now, I need you to follow me closely because a certain level of understanding is being enforced into somebody's spirit. Hallelujah, somebody. Now, so you will see that faith and God always moves together. Faith and God always move together. Come on, put your hands together for Jesus. Now, so, the focus must not be on the ability of man, but the focus must be on the ability of God. So, man will never outgrow the need for God. Man can never come to the point where he will not need God any longer. Man will always need God. Tell your neighbor, man will always need God. If man will always need God, then man will always need faith. Okay? So, you see, God does not struggle to do things. God does not have difficulty in doing things. Because he's the almighty God. Because he said, he is the God of all flesh. And there is nothing too hard for him to do. Nothing too hard for him to do. With men, it is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Now, so the question is that, if God does not struggle to do things, why is it that some of the things we have asked God, they seem not to be coming? It is because we don't have faith. That is why God tends to struggle to do things for you. Anybody whose faith is available, it gets done easily. Without stress, without struggle. Hallelujah. So, if beauty was all that was needed to get you married... We all know that your beauty is spot on. But why hasn't that beauty gotten you your marriage? Your company has all the experiences, has all the track record, has all the expertise, has all the goodwill. But why hasn't that contract been given to you? If womb was all that was needed to conceive, the medical reports show that your womb is correct. There is nothing wrong with it. But why hasn't that baby come forth yet? If money had no limitations, why is it that that money you have in abundance has not been able to buy you healing? Now, all of this points to the fact that whatever the ability of God is supposed to handle, the strength of man cannot be substituted with it. Are you getting me, somebody? So, some things are for God only. Some things are the preserve of the ability of God. The strength of man cannot replace it. The, the strength of man will never be able to replace it. Now follow me closely. Because there is a transformation taking place in somebody's issue. 
and that transformation must be tonight. So, a lot of people go solo in life, sidelining God and thinking that they will get to their destination. They always had to find the need to come back to square one and start again all over again. You have been starting that relationship without God all over again. And you are still not learning any lesson that God must be central in whatever you do. You cannot sideline God and make it. You cannot sideline God. Amen. Number three, trust God with everything about your life. Trust God with everything about your life. Now, what in my few years as a pastor, I have met people and engaged people. And you see that they have selected things they trust God with. And they have selected other things. They said, this one, God cannot do it. Oh, what does God know about the economic variables of Ghana? Now, when the fundamentals became weak, all the things you knew didn't help you. So God will always be needed in the affairs of man. God will always be needed. God will always be needed. Now, so if you are able to entrust your protection, your healing into the hands of God, you must as well be able to entrust your business into his hands. So faith is only operated effectively when you trust God enough to entrust everything about your life into his hands. Don't leave some out. This one, I don't think God can do it. It is, it is that you are trusting God in full or you are not trusting him at all. Hallelujah, somebody. You must trust God in full. Tell your neighbor you must trust God in full. Yeah. So, in the book of Proverbs chapter 3 verse 5, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Now, the heart is the custodians of things that are dear to us. So, if that business is dear to you, it is hidden in your heart. But the Bible says, trust the Lord with all your heart and everything in it. Okay? And lean not on your own understanding. And lean not on your own ability. And lean not on your own talent or skill or resources. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And in all your ways, acknowledge him. Give him permission. Give him his place. Let him work around you. Hallelujah, somebody. And he shall direct your path. Amen. Now, I'm just trying to wrap up. Amen. Your faith is complete when you stick to God alone to the end. Your faith is complete when you stick to God alone to the end. 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 9, the Bible said, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having the seal, that the Lord knoweth them that are his. And let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from evil. So if you truly carry the name of Christ on your head, then you must stick to God and God alone. Don't miss God with other things. Don't miss God with other things. Hallelujah, somebody. So the operation of faith requires that you stick to God till the end without entertaining any alternatives or options. You must not have a plan B to God. You must not have a plan B to God. If this one doesn't work, I'll try the other one. If my marriage does not work, I'll go to the malam. Your plan must be one. Tell your neighbor, your plan must be one. 
And that plan must be plan God and nothing else. It must be plan God and nothing else. Hallelujah, somebody. I have met people who have lost faith in God. And daddy, when you hear the things they say and the things they have done, it's dangerous and scary. May you not lose your faith. May you not lose your faith. So whatever God is yet to give you, may you not become so impatient to start looking for it elsewhere. Hallelujah, somebody. If God has not yet done it, let it be left undone. Amen. If God has not yet done it, let it be left undone. Amen. Because the temptation to start looking for it elsewhere will become so strong. The temptation will become so strong. It will become so strong. If you have been there before, you understand what I'm talking about. The temptation will become so strong. But don't be ignorant that this is just a test of your faith. The temptation to go elsewhere, to get what you are looking for from God, is just a test of your faith. It's just a test of your faith. And you must pass that test. Tell your neighbor, you must pass that test. So, faith will not produce any result until it has passed the test. And it, it is compulsory for faith to be tested. It is compulsory for your faith to be tested. And you must pass that test. You must pass that test. You must pass it. And what is that test of faith? What is that test we are talking about? The test is sticking to God alone until the end. Sticking to God. If you began trusting God, continue trusting God to the end. If you began believing in God, continue believing in God to the end. If you had faith in God from the beginning, continue having faith in him to the end. That is the test. That is the test. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 2, the Bible said, For by it the elders obtain good report. I like this scripture so much. But one thing that pains me concerning this scripture is that it does not reveal that the elders that obtain good report, they had to go through a test. And they actually passed the test. They actually passed the test. So you must be ready. So don't misunderstand or misconstrue your faith examination period as the inability of God to do for you what, you are af- what you've asked him to do. So everybody will go through a, t- a-, a faith examination period. Everybody will go through that period. Everybody. Whether you like it or not. So Christians will say that if God would do it, why must he take me through a test? Why can't he just do it? My brother, nothing good comes easily. If it is done for you easily, you will not value it. You will not value it. Nothing good comes what? Easily. That is why faith is not cheap. Faith is not easy. Faith is a hard-earned currency. So when you hear people say that faith is the currency for transacting in the kingdom, they fail to tell you that that currency was hard-earned. It didn't come easy. It was hard-earned. Hard-earned. Now, can I shock you? Now, there is a funny situation in the Bible where I have come to the realization that sometimes during your faith examination period, your invigilator that will supervise your exam could be the devil. 
Hallelujah. It could be the devil. Oh, oh, you never know. Who supervised Job's faith examination? Wasn't it the devil? Such an interesting and intriguing discussion and conversation between God and the devil. Job chapter 1 verse 8. Can you project it? Job chapter 1 verse 8. Then the Bible said, Then the Lord said unto Satan, Have you considered my servant Job? There is none on earth like him. He is blameless, upright, and a man who fears God and shuns evil. Then Satan replied, Does Job fear God for nothing? Then he said, Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? You have blessed the work of his hands so that his flocks and his herds are spread throughout the land. But now stretch out your hands and strike everything he has and he will surely curse you to your face. Now, the Lord said to Satan, very well, then everything he has is in your hands. That is the appointment letter to invigilate Job. Everything he has is in your hands. Go ahead. And you can imagine the things that happened to Job. His whole life came crashing down. His whole life came crashing down. But when you look at the last sentence there, there was a caveat to that invigilation. The Bible said that, but on the man himself, do not lay a finger. But on the man himself, do not lay a finger. So that means that if you are going through the test of faith, it does not mean God does not like you. If you are going through the test and the examination of faith, it does not mean God has forsaken you. Hallelujah, somebody. The test of faith will not kill you. The test of faith will not kill you. If God truly loves you, he will test you. If God truly loves you, he will test you. If you have received a testimony, then it means you are a test survivor. Amen. If you have not yet received a testimony, you are probably just going through your examination period. Because after the test, the testimony will come. So that process of going through the test, nobody will be exempted from it. Nobody will be given a special treatment in that. And you cannot bribe your way out of it. You must go through the test of faith before you can handle your testimony. Can you put your hands together for Jesus? Put your hands together for Jesus. So, my last word for you is that the test of faith will come. After the test, the testimony will come. If the testimony is delaying, it's because your test is still ongoing. Please be patient. Don't look for an alternative or an option to God. Don't have a plan B to God. Stick to God to the end. It is better to stick to God to the end. It is always better to stick to God to the end. Put your hands together for Jesus. Put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay, five minutes more. So, so you will see that how does the devil invigilate our exams? He comes, he comes to try you. He comes to test you. He comes to tempt you with a lot of alternatives, with a lot of options. Amen. And sometimes 
the pressure will be so hard that you will not be able to stand it. And the main objective for that is to, is to make you shift camp. And a lot of people have shifted camp. They used to be Christians, but just the test of faith. They, they have stopped being Christians. They've shifted camp. The last time you shifted camp, you know what happened to you. Your life was taken backwards like 10 years. May you not shift camp in the name of Jesus. May you not shift camp in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, we are living in a dispensation today when, where people are no longer waiting for God. They are no longer waiting for God. So, because of a small test, they are selling the destinies of generations yet unborn. We came to meet battles. And if you are unable to do something about that battle, don't create another fight for your children's children to come and fight. People are selling the destiny of their children's children for peanuts. Because by the time your grandchildren are born, you have already procured some curses for them. Because you appeared in some shrine somewhere. You appeared in some shrines. The devil is on a vigorous campaign selling alternatives, selling options all over the place. And many people are being initiated into things unknowingly. That is why we need to protect our faith. We need to protect and guard our faith jealously. Your relationship with God must remain intact no matter what. The storms will come. The, the accusations will come. You have become a church property. You have been praying and praying and praying. Nothing is happening. But your head is not working. When things start working, nobody will look at whether your head is working or not. Amen, somebody. So, whatever the devil will give you, he will take away from you ten times. So it is better to remain connected to God. 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 Thank you so much, Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Father, we thank you for baptizing us with this spirit of faith. Let somebody's potential be activated tonight. Let somebody's dream be reopened tonight. Let somebody's faith and confidence in you be strengthened in the mighty name of Jesus. And Lord, grace us with strength to stand all the arrows of the devil in the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, celebrate Jesus, somebody. As we bring today's message to a close, we hope that the teachings shared have touched your heart and ignited a deeper connection with your faith. May the wisdom and inspiration gained here continue to resonate in your life, guiding you through challenges, strengthening your relationships, and bringing you closer to God. We are ready and just a call away to support, encourage, and walk alongside you. Reach our church line on plus 233-234-0777. 788. Follow us via social media at Spirit Life Revival Ministries on Instagram, 
Spirit Life Revival Ministries, The Oracle's Place, on Facebook, and at Spirit Life TH on Twitter. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel at Spirit Life Revival Ministries for more such messages. Remember, you are never alone. Until we meet again, may the love, grace, and peace of our Lord be with you always.